and welcome to Dear Black People. I am Abiola Ogoro, and this week we're going to be doing more of an intimate um, conversation on just a few things, including my new book that will be coming out on September 1st, um, and just in general, um, some advice and tips that I want to give to Black women, um, Black men, Black people um, who are just really experiencing a tectonic shift right now in their lives. Um, and there's so much going on. There's a lot of good going on, but there is a relatively large amount of bad going on too. And it can get so overwhelming when you're being inundated with all of this information on the news and on social media. And it's a constant stream of stress at times. So I wanted to take this week to highlight some resources and kind of just chat with you all from me to you. book, The Weight of the World, is a poetry book that is a compilation of just kind of things that I've been writing and thinking about for such a long time. When I was younger, my mom used to kind of make fun of me because she always said, you're worrying about everybody and everything um, all the time, and it doesn't make sense. And I think it always stressed her out that her daughter would really just be so focused and concerned about things going on that didn't really necessarily pertain to me. Um, for example, we were traveling one day and I think we were in like Mexico and they had these dolphins in this small area and I saw it and it made me, it made my heart almost break because I was like, these dolphins are living in like, you know, like a 20 by 30 foot pool whenever they belong in the ocean. And she was like, they're dolphins, Abby, like stop focusing on it. We're on vacation. And <laughs> it, it like forever, I think. Um, kind of made her see just how I always am so concerned with other people to where I think a lot of my life I've felt like I bear the brunt um, of the weight of the world. And it, it's something that I think a lot of Black people also identify with, um, where you just feel responsible for doing good. You feel like you're the necessary person to make a difference. Um, and then if you're not willing to do that, then it won't happen. Just considering, you know, how Black women have been the backbone of so many different movements for, you know, general women's movements, um, for the Black Lives Matter movement, even the trans, um, you know, uh, movement in general, um, Black women are still upholding and are a large part of that, um, Black trans and cis women. And so I think it, it's not just something I've felt, you know, and I've had people tell me before that when I've said certain things publicly, they really identified with it. And so I wanted to kind of almost bare my soul <laughs> to the world. Um, poetry is such a personal thing for me. Um, it's something I've been in, in the past terrified of showing anybody um, because it's just so personal. Most of the time when I'm writing poems, I'm in a really, not necessarily dark space, but at the very least a deep space. And it's just kind of a moment of just me and like my phone or my computer or whatever I'm writing on. And I'm just kind of like, you know, letting a, a conscious stream come out in a slightly articulated artistic way. And so to kind of publicly put that out there now is such a different experience because I'm going from having something that's private and just for me and kind of just as a form of release to like letting it be shown to the entire world. Um, and part of the reason why I was inspired to do it is um, one of my friends, Lily, 
she's always like very supportive of me just doing anything and she was the one that actually suggested I would love it if you'd write a book with all your poems um because I posted one of the poems I wrote a few years ago um I posted it recently after George Floyd passed away because when I was just going through my own notes and stuff I saw it and it it just rung so strongly with today and it's so wild how somebody could write something a few years ago and it's still it's still the exact same thing happening over and over again and I think as black people it's so easy to just get tired you know we're I'm, I'm tired sometimes of trying to say how I feel and I'm exhausted you know trying to do um the most good for the most people and so kind of having that I think was a necessary point for me being able to say how I feel um and just identify like this is what's going on and I don't love it but it's happening um, and so to kind of be able to share that after having people reach out to me and say, thank you for sharing these experiences, I I, I hope in the sense that it will do some good um, for some people. And obviously the poetry book is not necessarily just for Black people, but I think because I am a Black woman, it is very much centered on a Black narrative um, that a, a Black narrative and a Black struggle that Black people are used to in this country. And so I, my hopes in sharing it um, are that somebody will feel inspired, um, that people will understand what they're going through a little bit more, that they'll be able to articulate how they feel with maybe my words or maybe even their own words um, being inspired afterwards, and that people just can really get some type of map, um, you know, not necessarily answer. I, I hate saying that I have the answers to things. Um, because I don't want to pretend like this is me telling people this is exactly how you deal with feeling like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders because it may not necessarily be, you know, like I'm not going to you come on here and say my coping skills are the best or the healthiest. Um, but I think it can be a type of guide um, that people can use to help themselves find ways to deal with feeling like they have the weight of the world on their shoulders and having the weight of the world on your shoulders has so many different areas that it reaches because it's not even just politically but even like in love and relationships um you know trying to to date trying to make friendships things that seem so simple sometimes I feel like have so much of a heavy weight that they hold and it can be so difficult to, to deal with and to navigate especially like for me I'm almost like an endless romantic so um you know I, I've always loved love and always been such a fan of just things that relate to it. Um, and dating for me is very complicated. So I tend to, I tend to try and just focus on other things. Um, and as you guys will see, if you buy the book, uh, I do have quite a few relationship based, um, and just infatuation possibly based poems in there, um, that just kind of touch on how I feel and kind of this intensity that I think I feel everything with, um, you know, somebody who's considered to be an empath um, or just an empathetic person in general. There is such a strong weight, I think, that it's easy to feel because there's so much intensity in everything that we do. And when you're somebody who feels everything and you feel what everybody else is feeling at such a high level, um, you kind of metabolize it in such an odd way. And it comes out in these beautiful but very intense bursts. And so some of that is also in the book. I also brought on a couple of Black female artists who I wanted to highlight in the book. And so there are their pieces of art that I commissioned in there. Um, even the cover was commissioned by a Black female artist. 
And I really wanted to kind of give them a space to do whatever they wanted. You know, I didn't want to give, I didn't want to give them too many restrictions. Um, for two of the artists, I said, you know, hey, literally whatever, whatever you want that relates to bearing weight of the world is what you can do. And it's funny because they all came up with very similar looking concepts, uh, which I think is great. You know, it just speaks to how even though we have such a vast experience as black people, we can still interpret things in such a close way to where it really says that we're all so deeply connected. And so they're a major part of the book. Um, they have these beautiful pages, you know, you'll get to read their words. And I also include small amounts of resources that are available um, at the back of the book. I also will be giving away a couple of copies, so you can stay tuned for that. But in general, I'm just kind of excited, um, a little bit nervous, maybe a lot nervous to kind of put this out there in the hopes that it will make somebody feel more heard. So that's kind of a, a general introduction into my book. And uh, I really hope that you all gain something from it. Feel free to tell me how you like it, um, you know, what you want more of, less of, that type of thing. Uh, I'm self-publishing. I think it's really important nowadays to kind of establish that we don't necessarily need to do things in such a structured hierarchical way. It really sometimes can kill creativity for me, especially whenever you're dealing with like for a publishing system example, there's a lot of edits and re-edits and criticism and critiques. And I think it can kind of kill the raw energy that it can be produced. So some of these poems, for example, I didn't even edit. Um, like once I wrote them, I left them exactly how they were that for a few of them. And that's what you're going to be seeing. But some of them I did edit. <laughs> uh, don't get into it. Twisted. I do get picky sometimes. And so people will get to see, you know, kind of both those forms of the art in there. But um, I'm really excited. It'll be coming out September 1st. I'll probably talk about it a little bit more closer to then. And yeah. Now on to resources. For every single Black person, I think it's absolutely essential to take care of your mental health. And we're going to be doing quite a few mental health talks coming up in the next few weeks. But just in general, being able to take a break off of social media can really do you so much good. Last week, I took four days and I got completely off of all my social media um, for anything that wasn't business related necessarily. And even then, sometimes I think we'll say something is business related, but we really just are craving to kind of be on like Instagram or Facebook. So I made sure I pre-scheduled posts so I didn't have to get on. And I did things kind of from a remote way that gave me the space I needed to just heal my mental health for a couple of days, rejuvenate myself, let myself breathe. You know, because even if you're on social media and you love your feed, like I absolutely love the people I follow. Um, I love their content and I try and make sure I only follow things that give me absolute joy or keep me informed one way or the other. Um, a lot of people feel like they're required to follow things just because they have to follow them. And I think that's a really unhealthy way of looking at social media, especially if what you're seeing is not giving you some type of internal joy, then it's not good for you. Um, even sometimes they're friends and family members and they post things that stress me out. So I'll say, listen, I can't follow you. You know, if you're going to destroy your life publicly online, I'm, I can't be here and watch that because it's bad for me. And if I can't stop you, then I mean, you know, I can't stop you. So I, I think that's something that, um, is just so essential is being able to say no. And my friend Solange Hackshaw, 
who, um, if you go to Boston University, you probably know her. She's been writing blog posts on different topics in relation to love and relationships and sex and, um, you know, boundaries. And she wrote an article about, you know, saying no. And I think it's so important to learn how to say no. You know, like, like whenever a friend is saying, Hey, can we talk tonight? Sometimes you're exhausted and sometimes you need a break. You need time to yourself. And there's no shame in saying no. So I heavily advocate for saying no. And for also, again, just shutting off social media. Give yourself 24 hours to just detox and watch how differently you feel. I mean, I promise you, like, if you're absolutely craving to get back on it right away, you may need a longer time period, but even the fact that, you know, we have the Lebanon explosions that happened yesterday, um, you, that, that's something that it's such, it's so tragic to see, and there's so few answers, but so much speculation, and you can get drawn into this hole of just reading and reading and reading, and it's not going to really do anything, Um the people in Lebanon aren't going to get more closure by you reading conspiracy theories. You're not going to get any closure by reading them. So the best thing at that point to do is see where you can help, donate somewhere, share information that is, you know, valid and and helpful and log off. And I think that that is something that people don't do enough, being able to really get off and just take time for themselves. Um, my last bit of advice is being able to do some type of activity that is not connected to an income. This is something I've seen a lot of people talk about recently, where uh, they say that Black people tend to monetize everything that we do because we feel like we have to be productive at all times. For me, I know that's true. <laughs> like, I'm po publishing a poetry book, you know, that was for, you know, just for my own personal relief. Um, but I'm, I'm a little bit different in a sense because I know that me monetizing something tends to make me happy, if we're being totally honest. Um, it doesn't really take the pressure. It doesn't put more pressure on the art form for me most of the time. So I'm able to monetize something and love it even more than I did before. But I know for a lot of people, um, whenever they monetize something, it takes the joy out of it for them. And like, if any, I ever do anything and it takes the joy out of monetizing it for me, then I will not do it for money anymore. Um, I paint a lot. Most people don't know that. But I used to sell them for a time period and it got to the point where I couldn't paint without feeling like something was imperfect. And so I got to the point where I stopped selling them and I stopped doing anything that was financially related to painting. And it was able to give me a lot of my creativity back. And so I don't sell my paintings. They're really just for me to have and to showcase. And I think that's really important. So being able to find something that you just love to do and letting it stay as something you love letting it stay as something that gives you joy, that you look forward to at the end of the day, letting it remain as something that you can just have for yourself. And that's the advice I would give for you all. Thank you so much for listening. I know this was a short episode, but get ready because I'm going to have some more episodes coming every week for the next few months. And you all can also go back and listen to last week's episode, which was with my friend Daniel and Jaira talking about Black classism. Such an essential topic, and it was a great conversation. So I definitely recommend everyone go listen to it. Thank you so all for listening today, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye! <laughs>